0: Jake Snake shot the special thing that was a nuke, that only kill enemy Metal Gears, but not Jake Snake. So when he shot it, the enemies died, and then he said...
1: Hello and welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman and I corral the topics, Jimmy does the editing, and our guest this week is Forrest Lee, who is actually going by the name of Tef first on the internets. Yeah. <laughs> hi, hello, hey. Hey, hi. Uh, how is everyone doing this week? What have you guys been up to?
2: I'm I'm just getting over being sick, so that's a great, fantastic thing
1: yeah yeah that's <laughs> bad news though and I know um well actually we, we have good news that literally just happened but we should probably uh get uh, well, into that a little later yeah, yeah yeah wait for the news wait for the news but <laughs> yeah. um but 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 how about Vigia games have we been playing Vigia games um how about I, those Vigia games
2: like I've been playing like uh a little bit of smash and 3ds not no the answer is no i haven't really been playing video games. yeah that's Uh, that's understandable unfortunately you know
1: we're we're all adults here (laughs) we have we have responsibilities and lives and stuff and um this this week i haven't been able to really play anything new i did um do a bit of payday 2 though which a fan gifted me oh i'm gonna be hooking up with some friends later on to gather up a group to uh enjoy that and i remember i played it um around this time last year for um when when it was going through its beta and it was slightly different. I remember stealth being extremely hard, mm-hmm. but um when I when I played it just a few days ago, I just did mm-hmm. two two rounds with complete randos and they stealthed the the same old bank level I played during the beta effortlessly and all I kind of did was just stand around and hold E in front of a in front of a crowd So uh-huh. um yeah, it's, yeah it wasn't exactly as, as entertaining And fun as I remember but it was still A thing that exists and I, I really haven't uh, Given it enough experience to To know what's going to be In store for me as I invest More time in it mm. <laughs> Yeah I, I never really
2: uh, Never really gave Payday 2 A shot I have a couple friends who tried to convince me To get it on sale but, like, I just don't see myself playing it very much, you know?
1: Well, the, the thing is, it has a really interesting stealth mechanic to it, or at least from what I remember during the... Um, I don't remember if it was an open or closed beta or not, but it was a little beta demo, demo period before the game launched, where... You had to do a lot of coordination and communication with your teammates Uh and kind of scope out the site of a robbery before you actually go in and rob it. And the way it facilitated that is by kind of giving you two entirely different schemes of mechanics and interactions based on whether or not you had your (coughs) robbers putting their masks on. Once -hmm. you put your masks on, you really are only able to like violently interact Oh yeah. Or, well, well, you you, if you get spotted, people will start violently reacting to you. Whereas when you don't have your mask on, you can't do anything violent. You can't sprint or crouch either. It heavily limits your mobility, but you're also free to walk around this base and case like security guards for your teammates who might have their mm-hmm. masks on, who can get them on their backside and and maybe pull off a stealth run with you and ah. your friends. Which, um... There is uh, nothing more satisfying than pulling off a successful stealth run of that game. I, <laughs> I, that's how you. I remember it. Like, I, I played the, public, the beta for, like, a good week, and I might have maybe pulled off two successful stealth runs that time. And having, like, now that I've actually got the real game... <laughs> 100% of the rounds I've played were successful stealth runs, and it kind of, um, it, it just, I don't know if it's a matter of them maybe nerfing the difficulty of, of playing stealthy, or the community just figuring out all the exploits and tricks and getting into their routines that they need to do to pull it off, but the satisfaction wasn't as there, because it happened effortlessly both times, all I did was, yeah, it, was press E in front of a crowd.
0: It might be uh the difficulty of the missions you're playing too, cuz uh, yeah, my that friends too, and that I too.
1: and like, and I can't wait to get into some of the more advanced stages and also yeah. not play with randoms and fi- really figure it out cuz it is yeah, it, it is interesting.
0: It is incredibly incredibly fun when you're playing with a group of people <laughs> who know what they're doing. Like I I can't recommend it enough. I it was a game that I had no, you know, connection to. I I thought it was kind of a low budget shooter, which
1: is what it mm-hmm.
0: is. But yeah, you're not wrong, but uh, <laughs> but,
1: but that yeah, doesn't you, necessarily mean a bad thing.
0: Yeah, 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 and and it's just a great, you know, group co op experience. I recommend it a lot, and you can play as Keanu Reeves soon. So, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, really? Yeah, the
1: John Wick DLC and Highline yeah, Miami cool. stuff well, that dropped today, right? I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so there are going to be lots of people playing, <laughs> kind of like that dive kick twenty person spike when they released their Johnny Gat update last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: But oh, yeah, the,
1: the other big problem I have with it, though, and like, feel free to call me out if I'm talking like an idiot or something, was that once one of us actually would get spotted and the stealth cover would be blown and someone would call the cops, the game got way less interesting. It just kind of turned into a, a horde mode.
0: You're not wrong. It, I think that heavily depends on what map you're playing on. Like, yeah. uh, it's if, if you're in a map where you have like a defined objective that's like, Time based, which is pretty much all of them. Depends yeah. on the mission you're playing, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it can turn into that, but it, it still has that, uh, like, like, you're. Oh, when's the van getting here? Get the safe open! <laughs> you know, that,
1: that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. It just seems so um, familiar to me as a longtime player of first person shooters to have some variation of the one teammate holds down E in front of an objective and is completely immobile while the other teammates defend them mode. Like I was talking a lot about Counter Strike last week, wasn't I? I really got into Counter Strike, and it just yeah. seems like like everything is steadily becoming an iteration off that design. And Payday, you, uh, it's it's like PVE Counter Strike, and and hmm. and, and in, in a few ways, that's probably a really stupid thing to say on the internet, but uh, <laughs> but well, it, it, it's it just feels derivative, I guess. Once once you do get spotted and have to horde mode it out,
2: yeah, I feel like it's it's pretty difficult to make a non-derivative shooter at this point oh yeah um, like it's like which is kind of right or you may be wrong but either way I don't really blame them if it's like similar to a thing why fix a or why break a... <laughs> yeah fix a broke why fix something that works, is what I'm trying to well, say. The,
1: the, the conflicted opinions that I had from it from the beta were how much more fun it was to play stealthy. And mm-hmm. I had the same problem in Watch Dogs, actually. Like, a lot of games have really interesting, <coughs> um, cool kind of Deus Ex-style spins on stealth. But mm-hmm. then once the actual shooting starts, it either turns into, like, a Gears of War, Call of Duty, or in this case, Counter-Strike spin. Yeah. Which I've played a hell of a lot more of than Deus Ex-style games.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I totally agree with you. even with games like uh, this is going back a couple years, but like Dishonored, it was so much more interesting when you were in stealth.
1: Yeah, it was like the like first the... thing to play like Thief since <laughs> since the last yeah. Thief game. Yeah, because <laughs> um, there there are still like subgenres of first person shooters that are still kind of kind of unexplored, and uh, I guess I guess if I see some of that. In in a product that is not fully explored within that product, it kind of depresses me. Oh yeah, I I can see that definitely. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, I, I I want to um I, I definitely look forward to playing more and digging more into it and um figuring out some of some some Deuce X-y style indoor <laughs> security <laughs> system infiltration style stealth runs because that was. That's like one of my favorite things to do, really, in a game uh-huh. is to like sneak in first person. I love that shit.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I played Oblivion. That's how I played Fallout. Oh, that's yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and Morrowind <laughs> had such, um,. Well, actually, it didn't have like good stealth mechanics, but I really liked how it gave you robust acrobatics options, so you could like moon jump at high levels, which oh, yeah. ended up giving you access to alternate entrances, which did kind of make up for the actually bad stealth mechanics. It still right. felt like you were you were a thiefy agile dude, which Skyrim and Oblivion missed a, a lot out on. I'm... They they missed
2: out on the agile part. Yeah, I do. I did like a lot of the. Uh... The stealth bonuses that you can get did feel at least like good yeah. to have. Like, I mean, you can get through the entire if you have the right amount of stealth, you can get through the entire uh, what is it? The uh, Coliseum, like the championship thing, the arena, the arena. That's what it does. You can get through that without taking, without being seen. And, you and just see crouch it? and hide in the entryway and use when- your bow. <laughs>
1: What I remember um, of Payday 2 is that is that like mythical maybe chance that, that someday when you're playing you might be able to rob a bank in broad daylight in the middle of downtown without having to fire a single shot. So when I loaded it up a couple days ago and just did that twice in a row fairly easily, it kind, uh, of, it kind of killed a lot of that, that mystique. Yeah, I could see that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely recommend it playing on the harder missions then,
1: because... Oh, yeah, yeah, it, and I will it get, do, like, it I gets aim to not easy, make it regular believe me. <laughs> I, um, bought Skullgirls. They had it on sale for, well, it was a $5 combo pack that I bought that had one of the two current DLC characters. Oh, yeah. And gave it a whirl. I had previously played it not at my place and during free weekends, and uh-huh. I don't really know if it, um, was my jam, but now that I'm, like, more into fighting games, I guess... I, I liked a few of its cool features before, mm-hmm. but now... I'm noticing a lot of things that that I do kind of dig, like I, I don't know, like trying to learn fighting games through King of Fighters 13. I realize is a huge, probably something I shouldn't be doing. Uh
3: huh. Yep. And
1: um, the the timing though for combos and Skullgirls and I, I guess most other fighting games, if I'm going down this road, is very different from King of Fighters. In King of Fighters, you have to kind of give yourself a few frames after the hit before you can press the next button in your combo. Uh-huh. You can't really mash it out. Uh, you have yeah, to yeah. be really deliberate about your presses, and it takes forever to get used to and to learn and to memorize. Yeah, Whereas in Skullgirls, I found myself with with the help of a friend who showed me a few ropes, uh-huh. um, I found myself able to mash out some really complicated stuff fairly easily, mm-hmm. which... I guess feels good. (laughs) Like the downside to that is that it might be like too easy to, to satisfy hardcore fighting game people or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like right now, I guess as much as I love the, the music and the style and the characters in King of Fighters, Mm -hmm. I, I just get my ass handed to me, even on the single player computer modes that, that I don't, I don't know if I should, um, keep trying to, to be completing it the way I have been at such this painfully slow pace. Well, and and maybe I could should move on to something easier. I I will always say that the one
2: player like classic or arcade or whatever you want to call it mode it in a fighting game, it's always bullshit. It's always yeah. meant to be broken and like unfairly hard, uh, and, and you it, just it, it just
1: it just depresses me.
2: It's less about learning how to play the game for real and more about learning how to like how to like play against that one specifically unfair computer
1: like i mean, like, yeah. i have i have my my super cool team of of king of fighter girls i, I i don't know what it is about yuri's move set i really uh-huh. really like all the crazy kicks and and like diagonal haidukens in the air she can do uh-huh. and i have all of those special moves like written down in cards in front of me and i just <laughs> i want to see it through to the end but i cannot beat that arcade mode i i cannot beat the story mode and there's these special trial modes where you're like um timed to input specific combos that get really complicated Uh and like that shit just shouldn't even be attempted by me until I buy some kind of stick I was really close (laughs) to buying a fighting game stick actually you might have seen me tweet about it like I did I had that that super cheap 40 30 dollars it was on sale at the time Mayflash usb stick Uh in my amazon cart I hit the checkout button and then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Some of those <laughs> reviews were really negative. Do I really want to do this? Yeah. And and ended up backing out and I just uh <laughs> I, I'm finally I I hate it. I hate it, but I'm I'm feeling a little discouraged <laughs> about fighting games. <laughs> yeah, I mean well I, I think I was talking to
2: you on Twitter about this. I, I Fighting game sticks, they seem like the thing where you either get one that's really good or you just don't even bother.
1: And like, mo- it's it's also the thing like oh my god like like knowing what 144 frames per second looks like like right. once once uh, there are just like so many reviews of this of this stick mm-hmm. that, that that say it's acceptable for the price tag that is good enough to get you by to to learn fighting games with and mm-hmm. then there are other reviews that just go on and on and on about how every element of it is made out of trash and I'm like <laughs> oh god who should I trust these people sound like they know their shit but they say it's awful and these other people who who seem like they are are sort of interested in their shit, say it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I've gotten know, a lot man. of recommendations to buy a, a Saturn controller and get a USB adapter for that. Really? Yeah. Or or a USB adapter for PlayStation controllers. People have also been consistently recommending PlayStation controllers. But you know my big problem is and I guess this will surprise no one is with those inputting diagonals on quarter circle moves. So without a diagonal on a, you know, the typical PlayStation D pad, it has no diagonal. You have to press both left and right at the same time. And now I'm wondering if I have to entirely rethink the way I understand diagonals. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) pressing both buttons is better. I don't fucking know. I mean, I don't don't know fighting
2: games. It's more tactile for sure. Um, I, I mean, I play on a 360 controller for most of my fighting game stuff. And I, it's really like, it is really a thing of like, you, your hands are programmed to play games from all the games you've already played. And so you think you're doing certain stick movements based on the way that, like, the stick out or the input was, like, programmed for yeah. that specific game. But, like, after watching how I tried quarter circles and, like, really looking at what I was doing, I was starting at down diagonal and ending at up diagonal instead of starting at down and ending at right. So, like... It was just a it was a thing of programming my hand to play the fighting game that I was playing and not playing like Halo or Smash Brothers or whatever because that's not gonna help me in this. It's really I don't think it has anything to do with the hardware you're using. I think you can just get good on whatever you have already.
1: I truly mm-hmm. believe that. I, I I like your optimism <laughs> but uh but let me tell you it's rough out there, brother. <laughs> You guys brought on
0: perhaps the worst guest to talk about fighting games. It's all right. I, I know nothing. I, I am we the know worst host well. to talk about,
1: <laughs> but I want to get into them so so bad. Like every time I play King of Fighters, it's it's just so lively. I feel I feel alive. Well, you know what? If you want
2: to get into fighting games. I guess you're in luck because Super <laughs> Smash Brothers for the Wii U is coming out November 21st, and there was quite a large Nintendo Direct about it just a you little know, while ago. You I, know, I
1: saw that Direct, and you know what my favorite feature of that Direct was? What was it? Um, um, you might have seen some stirring <laughs> on the Twitter, some, um, some, some hype, some uh, fan anticipation for buttons oh the buttons buttons Buttons. this game has (laughs) buttons
2: (laughs) oh man for anybody (laughs) who missed the
1: Nintendo Direct (laughs) on (laughs) Super Smash Bros that's a bit of an inside joke right there um, the
2: the whole Direct is is like a a like a produced video and the person narrating it. Well, because like they he don't do crazy. like live, they don't do like live stuff where they just like yeah. talk about it on the go. They did a produced video and the guy talking about it was Xander Mobus, who is the voice of the announcer. <laughs> he's of also Super like Smash a baby. He's, like, he's very young looking. If you look he, he, he's him up, he's younger a than
1: guy. I think everyone in this room right now. Uh, yeah,
2: he's very very oh young God. and he has a whoa, very whoa, incredible what voice. What am I doing
1: with my life? When uh, I I could have been the suit. Anyways, <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, he does the voice for the announcer and the game and also master and crazy hand Um, but at one point he was talking about the returning features from the 3DS version of Super Smash Brothers that will be on the (laughs) Wii U and so he was talking about like he was just saying all the features as they showed up and he was like trophy rush (laughs) trophy rush Training mode, and then it shows the the button configuration the button screen, config screen. And he's just like buttons, and everyone <laughs> went bonkers. On it was Twitter. a really,
1: it, it was actually. I think if you take a step back from the hype and look at the video, uh-huh. it, it was really weird. It was like, it was silly. Of, like a lot of it was him going through like literal menus. Yeah. Like, like that's how buttons happen. And it's like hard to imagine if that came about because of literally intentional camp or literal intentional enthusiasm for the button <laughs> config screen, which would be weird. Or if it was like incredibly poorly translated. I I
2: want I want to say that it was intentional camp. Because there were some intentional camp Buttons. moments in there for sure. But
0: like I think it d- the Nintendo Directs as like a whole have been intentional camp from day one.
1: Like, yeah, it's hard to tell sometimes, (laughs) like like Iwata and his bananas. I mean, that that guy guy looks like he's up to no good, but he looks friendly (laughs) while he's looking like that.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear that over the past couple of years, Nintendo has become very self-aware. Of like who they are in the games industry. I mean, you'll find in Pokemon X and Y and in Smash Bros. 3DS, there's a couple "My Body Is Ready" references. Yeah.
1: Um, Do you
2: think that's more Nintendo, or do you think
0: that's the American like localization team understanding? um, Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: I guess that's true. Um, I don't know. I think aside from just like the meme aspects, I think they're becoming pretty aware of who they are as like yeah, and they're like I think they're coming in tune with it.
1: They, they've they've cared a lot more about their image than yeah. than the other video game than the other big video game companies do right. like a lot more yeah, yeah like you can tell it in in like not just their advertising but what channels they choose to advertise on yeah and and like way even back in the beginning of of their days they were all about keeping the family friendly image and getting getting the get the blood out of Mortal Kombat so uh yeah they they, um, they they do have more image awareness than than a lot of the competition
2: I mean like, if there's one thing that makes me believe that Nintendo knows their audience now for sure, like they actually are like really looking and they're really like listening. <laughs> I mean, they are reading just, the threads. They are just, in the
1: IRC channels. Just
2: let's be real. At the end of that Smash Direct, I don't. I mean, like, I don't want to supersede all of the other great features we could talk about. But the very last thing in the Smash Direct, they is is the guys like. And now for a special announcement, and the screen goes black, and you see a wireframe start to build. And I think everybody across the entire world who was watching at once stood up and was like, "Mewtwo!" <laughs> because they're bringing back Mewtwo, and if you own mm-hmm. both games and you use the Connect feature of like not not the Microsoft Connect because that thing sucks, <coughs> if you it's, use the it's like, hard to
1: tell because they're it, the same phonetics. Yeah,
2: if you use the like like connect, connect your, not yeah, kinect connect <laughs> if you connect your 3DS with the game to your Wii U game you get Mewtwo as free DLC uh, to play as a character and that's freaking so, awesome and so everybody what happens wants if that. you don't
1: have a 3DS you, uh, you have don't to buy get it.
2: Mewtwo um <laughs> there there's actually nobody
1: knows nobody if knows it's going to be like well, yeah, this is also like hot off the presses like yeah, like this we is, were watching yeah. this like 30 minutes ago <laughs>
2: to to be to be clear the Smash 3 the Smash <laughs> Direct started at 3 p.m. Uh, PDT, and we recorded this starting at 4 p.m. PDT. So yeah, this no. is like, this is like, just happened. Um, it ended 30 minutes mind. ago. Yeah. Also, the other thing that they like definitely know about is they finally announced what Ridley's role in Smash Brothers is gonna be and he's gonna be interesting
1: they're like boss characters that just come whooping into the stage causing all sorts of trouble
2: I'm actually a little apprehensive about his cause after playing Smash 3DS there's a stage called Magicant which is from Earthbound and Mm -hmm. there's there's like a bird man on that stage and if you fight the bird man he becomes your ally and then he like fights as another full player for you and he's really overpowered and that's what ridley is on his stage and it's like tournament
1: players are you know they're just going to play on final destination with no items and
2: like granted they're going to be playing final destination and battlefield and you know stages like that but this is like even for casual play ridley seems a little bit think think it
1: might ruin the party
2: it, it might be one of the stages that you will avoid. It might be the poke floats mm, yeah. of this
1: generation. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, no one god awful poke floats. No matter how much fun you want to have, no matter how much carefree, <laughs> innocent childhood fun you want to have, it'll no no one still plays on poke floats. Yeah,
2: it's still tongue in cheek. <laughs> Nobody will play there.
1: Yeah. I
0: okay. Sorry to like. I have this weird like. Theory about Poke Floats. Go for it. I, th- it. I think they were like, "Oh shit, we need another Pokemon stage." So what they Let's did just take the models and blow was, them up. What they did was they saw the complete models from Pokemon Coliseum, and they were just like, "That
3: <laughs> we're taking it. <laughs> we're just just taking them, and them and we're just, in a
1: blank yep. background, and they'll be the stage." Oh, which. <laughs> which actually brings me to another interesting feature in the new Smash Brothers. Right. <laughs> that literally anything can be a stage. Oh well, yeah. that you at least draw on a on a stylus on the on the pad.
2: Yeah, in Brawl they had a stage editor, but they had like predetermined
1: pieces that would snap to a grid. And and now yeah. it's like a worms thing, like you, you carve can, out yeah. you can slopes draw and shapes. So which, I mean like, uh, which means, you know, the, there's yeah. there's an industry term for it actually. I did an interview. With Richard Gary, where he clued me in. Um, do you know what TTP stands for? I don't, but I'm sure it's, you're gonna it's tell game me. industry jargon that uh, is an abbreviation for time to penis. Time it to is. Me. Yeah, yeah. They um, when when they like launch usually multiplayer games, oftentimes ones that uh, incorporate user generated content. They'll uh-huh. have people measuring how long it takes for the community to start <laughs> making penises out of what they've provided the community <laughs> with. <laughs> and, and there were a lot of um, I saw a lot of TTP moments in this uh, Nintendo Direct. Yes, and, and the first one was was a stage called the Miiverse stage. I think right. that was it, where well, the yeah. background is literally Miiverse drawings people yeah. make. That that is so heavily heavily moderated, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, your, uh, your i was drawing about that. I was wondering how TTP works on Nintendo consoles. Like
0: uh, uh, Miiverse basically, it uh, you you like post
1: something and it basically has to get approved before yeah. it goes up. Who approves like, it? Do they have like a twenty four hour staff watching that? I'm Probably. Assuming, yeah. Oh God. Um, I mean, yay, job creation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, like, okay, but let's put it this way. One time, I had a party at my place, and we were uh-huh. playing Nintendo Land, and uh, like we were we were drinking, and one of my friends posted. <laughs> he, he got Scandalous. like a little drunk, and so he posted like it, it was just like a Meverse post that just said boobs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I woke up the next day, like, uh, to a notification of my Wii U that was like, your Miiverse post has been deemed unacceptable and was removed from the Miiverse. And I was like, what the hell? And I, like, looked at it and I was like, oh, thanks, James. But, um... Like that, n- that the is just stage, so Nintendo. The Meever stage for for <laughs> Smash Brothers is you're never gonna see like an inappropriate picture in the background. It's gonna be like I don't know. the top picks that are gonna make it into that, that like I, rotation. I, I feel
1: like people might figure out some some very careful innuendos, maybe maybe, maybe. something involving the placement of Kirby or Zero Suit Samus and maybe. with with like some perspective in the background that might look like a penis from a distance, but something else <laughs> up close. <laughs> (laughs) you know that sort of thing
2: if you're if you want to talk about that happening what's definitely going to happen is they have this other mode which they're bringing back like photo mode that was in melee, where you can like take uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah, that was another yeah.
1: um, TTP moment I saw. The, in that the, one the...
2: is probably the worst one. The stages that's, that's one is be pretty some, bad.
1: Some quick TTP.
2: But like I, I'm I'm I am predicting zero point one <laughs> seconds TTP. Um, <laughs> okay. Because okay. So what this mode is is like you can you like play in a free play mode and you can use your players and fight and whatever. And then you could pause the game and you could rotate the screen take and take snapshots. pictures. Yeah, yeah you can take little yeah. snapshots. But then you could draw. on on it you could you you have like a little paintbrush and you could change the colors and you can like they showed uh they had a picture of the villager and like the guy like added some wings onto the back of him like ms paint style and like so so you can get
1: creative with your um with the crude screenshots people already make with the right. pause mode and smash right. uh, uh, yeah
2: yeah so like i mean i saw that and i was like okay someone's gonna be drawing a dick there's gonna be like the 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 part or, that I'm apprehensive about is that uh, it, uh, it uh, says you can share these pictures even with your friends, and I'm like, how even long with? So they're, with, implying, right, they're implying, they're implying, the implying the main, you can share
1: it without your friends. Exactly,
2: they're implying the main <laughs> version, version of this is to be shared <laughs> with everybody. So how long before like the Rule 34 circulation starts going through that? Like, I'm expecting in like one second. It's just going to be the people. first thing
1: some people do. Yeah, like exactly when STTP.
2: and so I don't know like that ticks me off just because I'm so I'm still so salty about the fact that Nintendo got rid of the swap note uh, thing on 3DS where you can like draw pictures and send them to your friends via Wi-Fi and they made it street pass only because somebody used it inappropriately and then like parents got mad yeah it was like Mm -hmm. one of those
1: like predator situations and like your child may be talking to someone who may draw them a penis
2: exactly and then Nintendo <laughs> was like oh well we're never doing this again and now they're just doing it again but in Smash Brothers a bigger thing for a bigger uh, well, audience it,
1: yeah yeah aren't they aren't they marketing to more more hardcore people who can handle a, a penis or two with this uh that, like, like that, that's the whole idea with the like, for glory <laughs> and the Gamecube adapter they seem to be projecting that uh like like a bit, they're, they're marketing, to both. A, they're a marketing a to both of a Mature image but it,
2: it, it won't Stop the younger people from playing it. Like, yeah, I mean it's still family friendly, as as shown by the eight player Smash that they announced. Which is oh my god, awesome. that's going to be nuts! I uh, yeah, so god, the, the oh, stream was like... a little uh, laggy for me. What what's, what are the details for that? Um, it's they're Okay, first of all, there's going to be bigger stages that are going to be eight player Smash. Yeah, exclusive. big enough yeah, to yeah.
0: accommodate eight players. Yeah, Let- I saw the uh, the giant. Battlefield.
2: <laughs> Let me just tell you how excited I am that there's a stage dedicated to the Great Cave Offensive from Kirby Superstar. One of the best oh, things I've ever that's played. that's cute.
1: That's so cute. <clears throat>
2: and they, they also had this neat feature where, like, there's, like, damage hazards, like lava walls and stuff, but mm-hmm. if you hit them when you're over 100% damage, you just get insta-KO'd. So, like, there's no like <laughs> oh, Hyrule.
1: That sounds tricky.
2: Yeah, there's no like Hyrule Temple like getting stuck in that lower cavern area yeah, the, and bouncing around to 400%. Pit. But they did bring back Hyrule Temple though as a stage. So I'm really yeah, excited I saw about that, that too.
1: Um, that, that's, that's big. That one, <laughs> like, but, but eight players. I mean, even eight players in Hyrule Temple is going to be nuts. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, and
2: the thing that I'm excited about is that they have this feature where you can use the 3DS as a controller. For your Wii U smash. And now yeah. there's like a really sensible way to implement that without cause everyone's like first reaction to that was like, We're just gonna be playing on the GameCube controllers. Like obviously, who else would be like what else are we gonna play on? But now when there's a bunch of people over and it's like, Well, I don't have, you know, eight GameCube controllers on hand <laughs> just in case. Now we can all yeah. pull out of three DSs and we can have like a great big old
1: Smash Fest. Remember and- <clears throat> remember how he announced that? Like he said, and a great new feature. Oh, yeah. Five player smashes. Yeah, that's and right. Then, and then he talked about how great it was for a while. And then he said, but that's not all. Here's another new feature. <laughs> six player smashes. Yeah. And it went on and on until he finally got to eight and didn't go any higher. It. W- <laughs> I think that was the
2: smartest way to do that because eight player smash has been like the talk of recent i think they leaked it or i think somebody leaked it and so people were like oh eight player smash eight player smash that's going to be in it so they like they like teased us with like five player and everyone's like oh okay the leak was wrong and then they just ramped it up to eight and they're like oh the leak was
1: right it was great i think it was really yeah.
2: smart on their part yeah
1: i also like totally. um some 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 Uh, Words in that guy's script Like had to have been written in all caps And this is another reason why I think it might have Come from a wonky translation like they had Him accentuate the weirdest words Sometimes yeah like like he would uh, Speak in a sentence like this Describing features And then talk in a Tone like this Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I don't know it was it was
2: really I was it made me really excited there was just, like... You you were digging it. Announcement after announcement of new, like, cool-ass stuff. Because, like... You were,
1: you were totes digging it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was trying not to live-tweet, and I just got so hyped during the thing
1: that I just couldn't stop myself. Well, you know, you can live-tweet by yourself, <laughs> and that... <laughs> then you can just say you were taking notes on yeah, a topic yeah. and, and sound super smart about it. <laughs> the wisdom of George Weedman. George Weisman. <laughs> I still haven't changed my Twitter name to George Bleedman uh, for come Halloween. on Halloween. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it after, after okay, the podcast. I'll remind you. So, um, so anyways, uh, there, wait, wait, uh, there is one. Th- hang on before oh, yeah, you go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, if you're at this point in the podcast, tweet at George hashtag Bleedman to remind him. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't forget. <laughs> I promise. May.
0: hashtag Bleedman.
1: <laughs> I'll make I'll make like an orange pumpkin face version of my avatar, and I'll be George Bleedman for a week. It'll be rad. Great. Right. But let, last thing. Is, um, I want us to Mm -hmm. very briefly imagine together this scene. Okay. Eight Mewtwo's (laughs) fighting on top (laughs) of a pile of dicks while (laughs) Live and Learn from Sonic Adventure 2 (laughs) plays in the background. (laughs) That is going to be your new Smash experience. I'm glad we live in this world. I know, I know. It is 2014. This, this is the brightest we can finally live that fantasy. Yeah.
2: If, oh my God. if this was the Zelda timeline, there this was like
1: the two other one.
2: ones that like sucked, but there's this
1: one, and this is the good one. This there was
0: one where like Mewtwo uh, died. Yeah. And like wasn't successfully able to get into Smash, or
2: Mewtwo canonically died.
1: Yeah. There was there was a guy on Twitter who just he was just watching it and. It, is he's a little minor let's player named David John Bores. Not, uh, not a big following, but he did something magical today. When he just said, eight me twos fighting on dicks while live and learn plays. It's worth getting a Wii U now. Yeah. And that's, that's when we biggest... all knew he was right. He was the harbinger of a generation. That's the biggest
2: tweet that that man has ever
1: had. It's 100. the biggest tweet I will ever see in my it's the life. the biggest tweet. I'm going to go retweet tweet. that now. What, what is, is this man's the, name? the best, the best tweet. Um, David, John Boris, thank you. I laughed my ass off. I know Jimmy laughed his ass off. I actually spat all over my new monitor. Yeah,
2: it was great. Um, I just couldn't hold it.
1: <laughs> so good. Oh, God. Anyways.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh man. to retweet. There's still... There's still actually other stuff we haven't talked about from the, the direct. There's a lot I mean, of like... stuff to
1: talk about. Like, like I said, they just went through menus. Like, there are menus upon menus. Menus you wouldn't expect. Menus that change the frequency of how often randomized music plays. Yeah. it's not Oh my gosh, I love so that. So many menus. I there's, love that. There's a Mario height menu. How high do you want Mario <laughs> to be this match? Well, there's, we're good, there's, there's your menu for it. Do yeah. you want him to have <sighs> a metal texture? There's your menu for that. That's right. Do you want him to wear uh, a little uh, fire flower on uh, his cap? You got another separate menu for that. Oh my gosh. Oh, there, oh. I, I, I almost got the impression. I don't know if it was PR marketing because mm. let, let, let's keep it in perspective. We did just watch a 30 minute commercial for, for Smash 4. Right. Totally. But I, I did kind of get the impression that they might be going for broke with this one. I, okay. I, I don't know how they can add more menus on, on Smash 5 after this. Like, like what things, else can they turn into a menu? With the things that they added, this will be the definitive Wii U game for, I think,
2: five years at least. You will, like, if you have a Wii U and you have this game, I don't think there's
1: any reason to be like, oh, That's not hard to believe because 12 years after Melee came out, it's still a definitive game in general. But, like,
2: things like, okay, they added this, like, what is it? Smash Tour Mode, mm-hmm. where it's like it's kind of like a board game, and you like get stat boosts, and you collect players on the stage, and then you like fight in battles against each other, and your stocks are the players that you have, and you get stats, and then like there's Smash uh, Party, Smash, yeah, it's like Mario Party but like Smash you know Bros style. Okay,
0: I got, I got it. Okay, Smash Five. Uh huh. Smash Cart Mini Game Mode. I hope so. That I would, hope so. That would be pretty fun, actually. Smash like, Kart incorporating could be its own Smash game Brothers. Yeah, it, style yeah, I was about to say, in all seriousness, I'm surprised they haven't done that already. Like, with I Link
2: know, in Mario Kart. It makes Kart. sense. It makes sense. Like, ju- just like like Nintendo Race Off or something with a better name than that. But, like, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> why the why cool is Link stuff? not in
1: Mario Kart? He is. Ma- 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 wait, r- really? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, he's in Mario Kart 8. He's a uh, DLC for Mario Kart 8 that's coming out. Uh, as
1: is The huh. Villager. And, uh,. Oh,
0: I, think yeah, I think I've other seen things. a
1: screenshot of the villager. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh there's an F0 car. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they're doing the right things with that. Yeah, yeah. They should just make a whole game out of that DLC. They should. So so super
1: Nintendo kerfuffle crossover <laughs> kart racer. That's, I'm good with that.
2: Yes. I want that. Yes. I'll pay six Hyper dollars Deluxe for edition. Hyper yeah, Deluxe.
1: I got I got the impression it's going to n- not be completable. <laughs> that sounds like they had a Way too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. god, so much stuff. And, a, and, and again, I don't want to sound like a, a hype marketing baby. They, they called babby. out
2: completionists too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they they're like, <laughs> so many trophies for the completionists. Not to pick only up. are there so many yeah. trophies, there
1: are so many <laughs> different places you can manually place the trophies. Yeah, they had like boxes
2: that you can place the trophies in to
1: like look at them. <laughs> <laughs> and and like oh, those man. were unlockables You get in a separate trophy Unlocking mode it's, That, that uh, changes depending on how many players are playing It's so good dude like, you may not want to sound
2: like a hyped-up marketing fiend, but I do. This game looks so <laughs> Oh, no, I, I'm so a fanboy. I am, too. I don't want to yeah. be a fanboy. I,
1: I am fully aware of how that's not a good idea to be one. But
2: uh, In some cases, yes, but since I already have my hands on Smash 3DS <clears throat> and I already love it, and this is just the same thing in high definition with a lot more stuff, like...
1: <sighs> you know sure. what, though? Hmm. If I if I hadn't made that decision after Bayonetta two came out to to buy me Wii U stuff on Black Friday, I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't actually have kept this topic going as long as it has been going. Because really? I am I am kind of hyped. Mm. I don't get hyped for stuff that often, but uh, especially if it's on a platform I don't have. But since this is a platform I will have fairly soon, I'm I'm a little I'm feeling a little little hippie hyped. Yeah, George is one of us now. Oh a yeah, little, a little one hoppy, of us. Hoppy hyped. You know what? Yeah. One like, of us.
2: We, we didn't touch on it because we just talked about how it's going to be turned into dicks but that level designer thing oh
1: that's is, is going to be dicks like it's as gonna, far as the eye can see dicks dicks everywhere it's going to
2: be dicks but at the same time the ability to draw with like very very specific <laughs> detail your, your level that you're going to see some really interesting recreations of like a famous, classic famous Smash sixty four, yeah, like Smash sixty four, oh, oh, but or, like, or, um,
1: like, like, yeah, like weird side scroller stages, yeah, like, like, like me- Metroid type architecture would be interesting in Smash, right?
2: Like, we'll maybe we'll see a good Metroid stage. hey uh, oh, oh, <laughs> come on, you don't play uh, um. Brinstar. Don't tell me you play Brinstar. Uh, no, I, I did,
0: I did love Brinstar Depths, but that might just be one for with the amazing, amazing music. Yes,
2: oh yeah, oh then. yeah, dude, you're preaching preach to the choir right now. Craig's <laughs> my favorite song metroid i can't oh, believe dude. Same, it's
1: so <laughs> we, we just went on and on for like 30 minutes about something about, that about I'm really this commercial about. we just watched can't wait oh, for the game to come out one more thing <laughs> uh, I, I say that but one more thing remember how the one announcer more... was introducing the concept of the level designer mode and the very first thing he says was you can make a straight line between two vertices oh yeah Something to that effect. (laughs) I was like, like, (laughs) like, oh, 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 man. Man. Ice cold, son. (laughs) He just called you
3: out. (laughs) Straight (laughs) lines.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Um, You want final destination? Make it yourself.
2: Actually, that makes me wonder because... (laughs) Did he just shut off his mic? (laughs) I think so. That makes me wonder because... there was one of the stages that they that they talked about. They talked about this like dual plane stage where it's like a Donkey Kong one where there's like a background you could fight in and a foreground you could fight in. I wonder if they're gonna have that in the level designer as well, like a feature to add oh, that. That would be so cool. That'd be insane. If uh, that's super hype. Um,
3: I,
0: I like wasn't excited about the level designer. Like I, again, it was lagging for me really hardcore so I was just like, oh, whatever. But, oh, man, like, this gets me excited.
1: Okay, can, so, can, I'm sorry. Can you guys hear me now again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah George I, is so, yeah, yeah, so excited that his mic exploded. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, I, I swiveled in my chair with my <laughs> legs raised because I was being, like, a happy, excited little babby doing that little, like, like arms tucked together, <laughs> knees twirling motion. And it ended up <laughs> snagging the mic wire on my toes, so... I apologize for that, for that TOVG podcast technical difficulty, but, Uh um, yeah, I think, I think, can we, can we finally move on now? I mean, not, not that I'm saying it was a bad thing or anything. There was, there was some fun things to talk about in there, but other news happened this week. Yeah. Lots of other news. Yes. Yes. But, uh, but I am afraid, however, that it might be time for us to take a break and finally maybe simmer down after all that excitement Because, I mean, you know, buttons, I just, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with all those buttons.
2: Buttons! Buttons!
3: Buttons.
2: (laughs) Are
0: you ready to be the ultimate Pokemon Master
1: Trainer?
3: Yes, I think I am!
1: Then join the Pokemon Trading Card Game League!
0: You'll do awesome activities, learn wicked strategies, earn cool trainer
1: badges, and meet new friends as you begin your journey to become a Pokémon Master Trainer. To find out more about the Pokémon Trading Card Game League, log on to Wizards.com. Go forth and be a Master!
3: Clean gutters, new chemical free cleanser, no
2: tires, hi, Mom. Hi,
0: Dad.
3: no snacks
2: before
3: up bedtime,
1: life. help unload the car, remember my birthday, don't sleep so late, the Bye, dog. Mom. turn Bye, the TV off,
3: floss, hi spike, Dark. Dark. chase chase, rock address, chase chase chase, mailman,
1: spike, play with people who speak your
2: language,
3: Pokemon, promo <laughs> cards, oh, no. meet new friends,
2: join the Pokemon trading card game league, have fun, practice your game and earn cool prizes, join the game,
0: Jake Snake fled up to the top of the sky again in the Metal Gear and drove really, really fast to more into out heaven to fight more Metal Gears. And then he said,
1: And we're back with uh, more <laughs> TOVG podcast, We are uh, finally in the section of the show. where We're actually going to talk about... Other news. Yeah. News other than mm-hmm. the uh, Smash for Nintendo Direct. First up mm-hmm. on our list, we have Google revealing a set-top box console called the Nexus Player. Now, uh, when I first... Heard about this story? I, I saw it on some like no-name blog that ran a headline that read something like Google reveals their own video game console. And I was oh, like, yeah. what, what, "What? Why are more people talking about this big news?" And it turns out it's not really not really a, a, a video game console. Like I yeah. guess, like not, not not the way you and I understand it. Maybe the I way mean, Grandpa <laughs> understands it, but not um <laughs> not not us.
2: It's less console, more circle.
1: Uh, ba- basically, yep. the the Google Black Plastic Circle is a another um, like Google Android on TV device that they're trying to push out after previously doing the, that with the Chromecast, which I'm not right. familiar with. But um, but but it's, first, you said you were you've yeah. you know about well, I mean I know what a Chromecast I, is. <laughs>
0: I saw it one time. <laughs> uh, it's like this, like HDMI, like Wi-Fi thingy that you plug into your TV, and it's yeah. basically it does all the like things consoles would do minus the console part. So it like plays Netflix and Hulu, right? Uh, right. YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. The bare bones, yeah. Wh-
1: which yeah. which isn't like a bad concept. Like I'm all for. Oh no, no
0: and it's and it's super cheap. It's like twenty dollars. It's like. Totally, like, a cool idea. I'm, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm all for people, like, cutting the cable and replacing their cable TV service with, like, a, an HTPC, which right. this market is good for, but it's not exactly, um, like, a game thing, which is weird because they're also selling a really legit-looking game controller peripheral for it. Yeah. But, um... Let me let me quote from the Forbes article. They were very they gave this thing a very lukewarm reception. Headline reads Google's new Nexus Player makes no sense while it still sells the Chromecast. Um So this uh, Google Nexus player will offer access to the Google Play Store for not just music, movies and TV shows, but also select Android games. And uh, that is where the big criticism comes in, where you can cite the failures of other products to do this same thing, including the Ouya itself, where uh, games built for mobile platforms don't exactly translate well to TV screens because of control issues.
2: Right. I mean, it's the same thing going the other way. Yeah. Like, Uh, sometimes touchscreens can't do what controllers can. Sometimes controllers can't do what touchscreens can.
1: So you have this this really weird problem where you're controlling a cursor on a screen for um, actions that are meant to be, like, faster than that that you just tap the screen with. Right. And it uh, doesn't exactly work. work. And just looking at, at
2: the visuals, even these, like, professional photos of these, like, peripherals for this thing, like this controller, which is essentially, essentially the, like... The perfect split between an Xbox 360 controller and a PS4 controller.
1: It, it looks um, like the the Wii U um, Pro controller. Like, yeah, that, that's uh, yeah, the thing yeah. though with, with, like with the reverse analog of it. placement.
2: Right, that's that's where the PlayStation part came in because that's how that's PlayStation's or Sony's analog placement. But like, it just looks low quality from like a glance. It, this looks like something that I would pick up at someone's house and be like, "Hmm, they mm. made some poor decisions." Yeah. But, and, and, like, and
1: also <laughs> the the design of the thing itself. It's the black circle yeah the google black plastic yeah. circle
2: the google coaster
1: because <laughs> it's know, a group
0: coaster because it's kind of big yeah more, multiple drinks it, on it. It. <laughs> it
1: reminds me of the big kerfuffle people were making out of the amazon fire tv earlier this year like a kind mm-hmm. of set box top console from an alt company that hadn't made a console before but it's not exactly going to be like competing with with video yeah. game consoles and It's going to be competing with things like Apple TV and Google's own Chromecast before it. Yeah. One could say the Google Black Plastic Circle is uh, simply taking their strategy full circle. Uh, (laughs) Way, way, way. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It, it, It was okay. It was. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was all right. Um. Next up, we have what? Uh, what sadly may be a recurring feature every week. The uh, the death threat of the week this time came from um, the developer of Paranautical Activity. Uh, mm. Did something really bizarre. He he was frustrated at Steam, uh, not entirely unrightfully so. But then sent Gabe Newell a death threat on Twitter, like a mature adult person would do. Right. And um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like their response though is Is kind of priceless They then pulled the game Paranautical Activity was set to release That day uh-huh. and this uh the developer the primary guy who made it was really really frustrated because he felt they weren't handling it right um on their day of release they well they originally wanted to release on a weekend and Go- steam i almost said google because i'm thinking mm-hmm. of really big borderline Crossing monopolistic circles. companies <laughs> mm-hmm. um wouldn't let them release on a weekend apparently they share server load with like csgo and dota servers and stuff right or i'm sure there's some like technical reason behind the scenes why they don't want to release games on weekends but that's something uh-huh. they don't do and that frustrated him and then um something that might have been a legit mistake on steam's part is that they mislabeled the game as an early access release right um and it was not it had come out of early access on this day and that they had mislabeled the front page update with it being early access um and that they had uh not put it in the proper release queue which um I believe according to this man who is Mike Malback said the main scrolling capsule thing on the front page uh he misses out on his spike his his day one sales spike which right. uh if you know how game sales work like a the shitload shit. load of the profit comes from from the very first 48 hours after launching. Yeah. Anyways, he then he then voices his frustrations further. With a very unwise choice of words where he says I'm going to kill Gabe Newell, he is going to die. Yeah. And within hours his game was taken off of Steam entirely. Like
2: also I just gotta say this is another (laughs) fine quote from him. Dude, this is some straight up indie game the movie shit. Yeah. (laughs) Hilarious.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like
3: I I'm, well, I'm well, To for, be fair, for... though,
1: like I, I think what he's referencing is when Team Meat didn't get their front page update on the Xbox uh, on the Xbox Live Arcade store. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I, I like
2: I get it. It's just like the funny, like hilarious way that he worded it. Like, in
1: fact, <laughs> you know who was another outspoken, wacky character in indie game? The movie? Who, <laughs> George? Who is it? it, it is it it's Pikachu? Some, it's someone who <laughs> reminds me a bit of of Egg McMillan. This Mike Mallback No, not Egg McMillan. Danielle McMillan. Who's that? <laughs> Ed's wife. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it, 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 it's a bit of a fishy thing uh, to make an outlandish Twitter tirade that would end with the death threat of uh, who is essentially selling one's game. It is, it is um, awfully suspicious. Yo, come on. So anyways, um, let, let's see here. Valve responds, they release an official statement.
3: Official? It's just
1: kind of hilarious. Valve's dung Lombardi in an email says to Polygon, yes, we have removed the game's sales page and ceased relations with the developer after he threatened to kill one of our employees. One of our employees. <laughs> just, just like this is seriously flat, very officious tone. I don't know, yeah. I laughed. Did anyone else laugh? I'm laughing. I, left. Like, like I'm this, laughing this right is now, like yeah. kind of the thing where like clearly <laughs> I highly doubt this guy was actually in a position to kill Gabe Newell. Right. He was just like voicing his frustration in in in, in a way he clearly shouldn't have. Right. <laughs> but um and it's not that his frustrations were 100% unfounded.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just uh I I still can't help but laugh. I mean, you can't make this stuff up.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: The internet so, is it, what, weird these days. <laughs> What do you think the, like, reaction inside Valve was? <laughs> Gabe Newell would just be like, oh, I, 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 well, that's well, not they, okay. They very clearly These... stated their reaction. They have removed <laughs> the think? game sales page and ceased relations with the developer after he threatened to kill one of their employees. I I'm...
2: I want to know if you guys think that Gabe Newell, even to this day, knows who he is.
1: Oh, yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like there's almost a chance that Gabe Newell doesn't even know about this, and he's just continuing to, like, live his, like fantastic <laughs> life on his pile of money and like the people the higher ups at Valve well, were no, just I'm like not... well this guy sucks oh come on I'm I'm sure he still works no like I'm sure he works I'm sure he's just like actually like getting work done in his office I mean, I
1: mean he's not like but, he's like, not like, like selling it off and moving away to anonymity like no, no, I, 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 I
0: I see what you're saying uh, what uh, I'm Jimmy. saying is like he's like, doing
2: important Gabe Newell things, actual important things, right. versus dealing with this. And like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, I, it's not that I'm completely back the decision to like remove his game, but at the same time, like, I
3: wanted
0: to
1: play it actually.
0: Well, I I have it. Really? I I I think I backed that game on Kickstarter way back when. Uh huh. Like, and I yeah, I still have it in my library.
1: It, it, if it's, I, and if it's I fun. could find a way to get it to you, I would. Well, a, you can't uh, get it through Steam anymore. Yeah. You have to buy it through the yeah. Humble Store. I, I believe he ended his his rant that day with saying, thanks, guys, I'll do okay. I sold 12 copies on the Humble Store today. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. smiley face. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, on the other hand of the coin, like, don't threaten to kill people on the internet. I mean,
2: like, yeah, like I was going to say, regardless of, like, whether I agree with Valve's decision to remove
1: his game or not, over like these
2: obviously and, non-serious threats. And I do know if threats. I
1: totally agree with it because yeah, like like it, yeah. it does seem like a very non-serious threat. But at the same time, like I would not be surprised if deep down in their policy somewhere <laughs> there was a passage like yeah. saying don't support developers who engage in. So I mean, technically, death threats aren't protected speech. They are technically illegal, but still, like it was obviously a joke. It is something that uh, might yeah. be considered puffery.
0: Yeah. I don't uh, know. At the same time that that's really really harsh language I don't think anyone should use.
2: Right. Like, like like making a death threat, joking or not, is like just don't just don't do that. That's like stupid areas should you should not be treading. He in. he
1: was very clearly frustrated. And yeah. uh I guess I guess had uh, had a bit more emotion than 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 he should have and This has happened before, actually. This guy's been in the news before. Right. He um, lashed out at fans for criticizing some early access promises that didn't end up getting in the game. It was said to have co-op mode, and he got mad. Was this the game
0: that... uh, was gonna get published by Adult Swim. Yeah,
1: yeah. And for some reason, someone in that situation screwed up that deal somehow. I don't know the details. I don't want to say anything because I haven't read much on that. I've just read yeah. about the the co-op early access thing and this uh, Death Threat episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this guy, I, th- this this company has been in and out of the news for the past past uh, year. That reminds does, does seem kind of fishy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, we do have some good news though. Do we? Yes, yes. Um, anyone who has played the PC version of Dark Souls knows what a bad port it mm-hmm. is. Uh-huh. Um, quite mm-hmm yeah and and it's about to be less of a bad port
3: (laughs) (laughs) like like it might still be
1: a bad port but this week namco bandai implemented steamworks achievements for it rather than games for windows live and they have also announced that next month they're going to be switching the online netcode system off of games for windows live and onto steamworks which is uh... yeah yeah which is really important for a couple (laughs) reasons Excuse Just, me, George. Yes, I know you're talking yes. about something important, but mm-hmm. uh, you
0: said Namco, Namco Bandai, not Bandai, not Bandai
1: Namco. Namco. Oh, oh I, I dearly apologize. I, um, I've really disappointed my father tonight. Um, <laughs> and at that moment, we I lost had, exactly one viewer who said how that many, out loud. How many, how many times have I made that mistake before? Like, I remember emailing them earlier today, and I wonder if I made a typo in that email. Oh, oh God. No. I know, right? It's, it's, you think about typos after
0: uh, is it such an easy mistake though. to
1: make? I know. In all seriousness, though, uh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. good news. This is great. Good news. Yeah. Because um, Games for Windows Live is a very buggy, very slow system that. Very um, unnecessary. Yeah, because other good alternatives exist, but it's also getting phased out. Like, they're right. going to have to either do something about it, which they are, or just like abandon the game which they could because it's like years old at this point and yeah, they have a dark sequel souls one dark souls one but dark souls one does have a lot of replay value and should be replayed over the years i mean heck maybe it has a lot of first a, play value now game. so i can
2: finally play the yeah. one that i own
1: and <laughs> and actually didn't games for windows live turn you off of it when you games tried
2: from, games for windows live was the nail in the coffin on a long <laughs> list of of a very long list of complaints that I had from just trying to play the game for about 40 minutes. Um, like, it it was a joke, dude. It was like in windowed mode, um, the mouse did not lock to the fact that it was windowed mode and went outside of the screen borders so you continued to control your character even though the mouse was not inside of the window. And so... Uh, and then, like that, meant that you stopped scrolling, like stopped looking around, when your mouse hit the border of your actual computer screen.
1: It um, was, it was an awful example of a great game that had an absurdly terrible port.
2: Yeah, it was. There, there were so many things and the Games for Windows Live thing was just
1: like the nail in the coffin the nail in the
2: coffin because like I'm already on Steam I'm already <laughs> and, and on one thing that's, that's forcing that's me to be online that's why I prefaced online.
1: it by saying it might not become a good port next month yeah. but it will be at least less a of a bad port <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah Okay, um. Yeah. Speaking so, of Dark Souls, though. Yeah, Dark Souls yeah. clones are about to become a thing. Like, the first big one's going to come out in a few days. I requested a review copy for it. I'm really crossing my fingers that they come through with it because I'm looking forward to it. You guys, have you guys heard of Lords of the Fallen?
2: Uh, very like vaguely. Oh uh, my god! I've heard the name.
1: It's, Once it's, it's a total Dark Souls clone, but it's uh, so far from. I, I don't want to be hyping anything up before it comes out. But it's okay. like the kind of like 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 Doom Nukem 3D is a total Doom clone, but it's still uh-huh. one of my favorite yeah. games of all time. That I think uh, to some in some respects I like better than Doom. Right. And um, like like this doesn't necessarily seem like. It does seem like a shameless Dark Souls clone, but it also seems like a confident Dark Souls clone. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Which, which, yeah, like makes a huge difference. And, and, I mean, if Dark Souls clones start to become a regular thing, I'm, I'm not really going to complain. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe one of them will get a decent <laughs> PC port. Yeah, well, actually, the sequel wasn't that bad. I will not let it go i know and and you you have every right to not let it go but uh but oh man like seeing seeing those cloth physics and dark souls 2 at 60 frames per second was a real treat on the pc version and and the controls and the menus are just so much more snappier They, they weren't good but they were at least better than the first anyways whatever um in, in a what I think is an admirable display of self-awareness the uh, developers behind Lords of the Fallen sent out preview builds to the pillars of the Dark Souls YouTube fan community okay to uh, one guy named Ian B who if you've ever gotten into Dark Souls lore you might know um, some of his videos uh, okay. kind of doing the communal storytelling thing that, that Dark Souls does real well mm-hmm. um, and also to a challenge speedrunner guy I named um hang on a second let me <laughs> let me pull him up really quick lobos jr i hadn't okay. heard of him until this incident but he's got he's got a nice following like sixty five thousand. Yeah. he's pretty 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 yeah. important i've heard the name before um and he also works as a qa tester in his free time so he knows a lot about <laughs> games and basically I feel sorry for him <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> but i guess i guess you learn a lot when you uh when, when you try to break things over and over again that much. Right. <laughs> but, but these guys have posted videos between like 30 minutes and <laughs> four and a half hours in length of Wonderful. just talking about this game. And uh-huh. in response, the developer did a response to some of their criticisms and also kind of did like... A, a acknowledgement of some of their criticisms in a mm-hmm. 20 minute video of their own. And, really? and this seems like a really interesting example of kind of um like post YouTube games PR marketing. Uh-huh. Like I really like seeing um fan media and I think I've talked about this before because I am on an on a never ending uphill quest to legitimize YouTube quote unquote journalism. Right. But I really like the idea of um fan media kind of taking the role of um journalists covering other games that still appeal to their fan community which uh as as a very yeah. dark souls-ish game lords of the fallen does very yeah. very quiety quiet moody not very handholdy slow mm-hmm. sluggish combat type deal going on i mean it, it, it looks uh right up their alley and it looks right up my alley and and it also looks good to look at it looks at least better than the previous gen dark souls games it's a step Mm -hmm. up in fidelity at the least yeah i'm I'm watching a little bit of the video right now silently and it's uh (laughs) it's pretty sweet um but yeah i uh i i like seeing that happen i like seeing developers reach out to fans of other games to big important fans who have a fan following of their own of other games yeah and kind of getting them to talk about and criticize openly um you know other games, and then right. respond and yeah. criticize openly about their <clears throat> criticism, and also like acknowledge some of their criticism and explain how it works on on a really um, intricate level. Like some really interesting game design discussion came out of it. Like we learned why <laughs> when you roll horizontally in Lords of the Fallen, there's a slight crescent curvature to your character's path <laughs> of movement. I was like, I never would have noticed that. <laughs> and then it's like designed to kind of um, cut down on the time it takes to flank enemies after rolling out of their way
2: oh interesting
1: yes yes
2: uh, I'm, watching, I, I'm sorry i am watching a little bit of this in the background it's like really cool i'm watching some of the slow combat and yeah okay i see the roll right there and it has got the little question that's <laughs> this is like cool like and it's definitely in, like cool that just seeing developers take their time to like not only like give these people review copies but also follow up
1: on that and yeah. like respond, yeah. And, but you know, be the thing that like tickles me pink though <laughs> is that they're doing it with the competition. Well, yeah. I, I don't really know because yeah. it's it's Namco Bandai, or did I get it wrong again? So <laughs> yeah, maybe they're not necessarily like it might be a um like Medal of Honor Battlefield situation where they're just two games of the same genre being marketed by the same company. So maybe that gives them some uh leeway <laughs> to, to appeal to fans of the other series,
3: uh-huh. but still, like I yeah. like
1: the idea of um. Games being of, of game fan communities being kind of a holistic a more holistic space uh-huh. where yeah. where they're welcoming discussion totally. about things that are lot like, like what they like but not necessarily the same exact thing as what they like. Right. I I totally agree. I mean,
0: we're all three in that space, so we might be a little biased, but like <laughs> that's that's the best way to do it at this point. I feel yeah. like I no. I don't really like. I didn't expect it either. I, I feel like, like this is the like, first time you, I think I've seen a. Yeah, I've seen, I feel seen like YouTubers sort of have exchange. kind of replaced traditional uh, media. Well, uh, in in a lot of
1: ways, in some like, ways, I don't... <laughs> like, well, like like there's okay. a thing going on right now. Did did you guys get an email about a uh, a Ubisoft Far Cry 4 preview event? I did not. I mm, did not. Okay. Well, well. If you uh, go to the channels of Angry Joe and Boogie these days, you'll find a couple of Far yeah. Cry Four videos on the top of the queue, and that's mm-hmm. because they had a preview event in San Francisco where they flew him out to travel, and that just seems kind of like the same mm-hmm. the same exchange that you uh, see in the old guard, where where travel and and sometimes gifts gets exchanged for yeah. for coverage, because mm-hmm. um, as far as I can tell from these. Uh, shadows of the fallen if i'm uh getting the name Lord lords the of the fallen uh, I, you know it does have a really generic <laughs> kind of, of fantasy name
2: of the fallen shadows
1: <laughs> as far as i could tell it seemed like those guys were doing it out of their home which i'm totally cool with
2: yeah i okay i think to expand on what on what lee was saying about yeah. like youtube sort of replacing media i think in the not replacing but in this case the people that they went to specifically for this are known as like the guys who know about dark souls. Yeah. These are the guys who are experts. Like there, you there, don't there isn't like it. an
1: equivalent of them who have as big of an audience who just do text stories. Exactly. Like yeah. Like as,
2: at a glance I don't mm-hmm. think that you're going to find a a dark souls enthusiast of that <laughs> here on like polygon or <laughs> if it was an equivalent
1: then polygon would have like a dark souls little um pull down menu next to next to yeah. news feed next to like the consoles cuz it is right. a like game series specific media publication even right. though they might claim otherwise that's kind of what these channels do
2: so but that's that's the thing is like with that comes opportunities to like reach out to the real experts, like the mm-hmm. people yeah. who are not only you know talking about this and fans of it but also so well versed that they sink all their time into it they're a lot more
1: specialized
2: right they're the the uh artisans of this <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. and, and let me sort of uh <laughs> like specify exactly mm-hmm. replace was the wrong word no i, I, think, I they're, think yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. they're like they're alongside I trust pro Jared's opinion. On uh, Civilization Beyond Your Earth, that video just came out today. As much as I would trust, like Joysticks Review,
1: yeah, like it. One of them would be a lot more fun to consume, though. And uh, I know yeah. which one I'd I'd like more.
0: So that that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Not that they're
1: no, you, you know,
2: not yeah. They're not like not like regular media is dying, and YouTube is yeah is ushering in a new era. But like. No, I got it. I got you. <laughs> if I that is you. the yeah.
1: case, then it's a very, very slow process. But mm-hmm. I also could imagine that in the future. <laughs> right. Uh, happening. But mm. anyways, let's talk about puffery. Let's uh, okay. let's talk about some some puff pieces. OK. Um, a well, not an actual puff piece. This is this is news. Um, the. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you guys remember the um, investors who, the EA investors who started a class action lawsuit against EA for uh, like kind of falsely advertising the readiness of Battlefield 4?
2: Um, I, I heard about it. I, I, I think it, sure. was, I can't say that it I have. was either
1: November or December of last year when this started, if I'm remembering it right. I don't know. Uh, I didn't necessarily go back when I was looking into this story so much as I just looked into the current events. But basically, a class action lawsuit raised by two EA investors last year claimed that they made false assurances to investors like themselves about the readiness of Battlefield 4. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> For evidence, they used quotes that uh, EA spokespeople made at trade shows. Quotes Mm -hmm. like, luckily, we've overcome those hurdles, which Uh uh, executive producer Patrick Back referring to pre-Battlefield for launch concerns, because Battlefield games Mm -hmm. typically have launch concerns. Anyways, uh, what happened, I think this was yesterday when this happened, which Uh would be... Tuesday the 22nd for our listeners was uh, that these plaintiffs were dismissed by their court because they were found to have purchased EA stock prior to those Battlefield 4 remarks that were made, which uh, meant that they couldn't claim that those remarks were selling them stock. Mm -hmm. So what they could end up doing, though, is is getting other investors who did buy EA stock after these publicized quotes hyping up the game were made. But uh, also the judge ruled that those statements that were made during those trade shows are what the judge considered puffery. Mm. And and puffery is an interesting legal term that just kind of refers it, it's like synonymous with advertising. Mm-hmm. It is exaggerated or false praise which no reasonable person would take literally. and And <laughs> It's not illegal, like right. uh, like um, you see it used a lot to defend the silly testimonials that a lot of uh, advertorials and advertisements make. Right, and I uh, yeah, I, I think being able to distinguish puffery is is an important skill that maybe a lot of people these days don't have. But um, anyways, this is, this is
2: stuff like Red Bull gives you wings, and yeah, like you can't yeah, sue yeah. Red Bull for the for you not growing wings because like. No shit, you're not gonna grow wings.
1: And and also like it's kind of subjective. Like if they say we've overcome previous hurdles, right. Then that means like we don't know what they're talking about. Are, are they are they talking about some kind of weird, highly technical behind the scenes engineering stuff that only a programmer would would understand? Right. Or um, are they literally taught? They did not make the specific statement that this time we won't have you know crash issues performance issues netcode uh-huh. issues on launch which would be a silly claim to make because that happens to almost every game to uh-huh. some level some worse than others but uh but yeah basically this class action lawsuit is kind of getting literally dismissed if uh <laughs> if they don't change their lawsuit by November 3rd yeah I have no strong feelings one way or the other. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of Battlefield 3, but what? this news of how bad Battlefield 4 was on launch kind of turned me off of it. I'd really like to see it though with my face. I mean, it looks it looks just great to like test my hardware out on, but that ain't going to happen, right? <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Hm. Any anything else happening? What do we got on the docket? Uh, last but not least is a, uh, if you were around paying attention to video Games in 2007, mm-hmm. you might remember Jade Raymond, who, yeah. um, was one of the creative directors behind the original Assassin's Creed and later Assassin's Creed 2, Splinter Cell Convention, and Watch Dogs, basically, she, um did a lot of a lot of work on some of like the headline Ubisoft games uh-huh. of uh this past yeah. generation but for some reason she's leaving Ubisoft uh, a couple days ago she says well she didn't say it the company put out a statement that said after 10 years of collaboration the company and Jade Raymond have agreed to pursue future opportunities separately mm-hmm. so uh i wonder what's up with that though like um maybe she's starting a new indie or maybe even Public company of her own. Maybe mm-hmm. she's moving on to some other company, um, making AAA mm-hmm. games elsewhere. Or maybe she's going to get like swallowed up by by mobile shovelware makers. Maybe she might become one of the John Romero's of the world. I don't know, but uh,
0: I, don't, I sincerely hope not. Because
1: yeah, yeah, I know it would <laughs> suck seems to like, like she has some lose talent. lose someone who yeah you would think is a good designer, right? But but at the same time, I mean, these franchises that she's involved with are like. The, the quintessential derivative Ubisoft game yeah, yeah, like, like the sandbox game where you climb a tower in a busy city to unlock a new chunk of map and do that over and over and over again for 40 hours
0: I mean, lo- looking at this though she just, it looks like she just worked on 1 and 2 which were, I mean, they had problems. Well, well but. she was
1: also managing director of Ubisoft Toronto in the meantime and had, Yeah. I mean, who knows, really? I guess insiders would know, but we really don't. Like, she has right. a lot of credit for, yeah, Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and Blacklist and Watchdogs. But that's like, God, 2007 to 2014, that's like seven whole years. She, yeah. she was probably busy mm-hmm. that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe she's just, yeah. You know, maybe she's just tired of working at the same company and for seven years on really big, busy projects.
2: I mean, it's, I think it's fair to, to say that at that position for that much time, she may have like a sizable savings to start her own company, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe. Yeah. Which I don't would know. be cool. Like, I... like, like uh, all of our favorite games, I think, to some extent, are, uh, of the previous generation were made by, by disillusioned AAA, um, stars yeah. kind of in a weird way
2: yeah and i mean like mm. personally mm. assassin's creed 2 was my favorite of the series i think it went downhill after two and i
1: I think one was like a weak start but two was like the good one and so i'd, I'd agree that, that that just reminds me though i found out um who was behind firewatch do you remember firewatch from this the uh, most recent pax was that the was that the one where you're like in the middle of the, uh, of the woods the forest? Trying to, you're just yeah, yeah. like a guy watching forest fires yeah yeah mm-hmm. That was um, really good it turns out yeah people really really liked the reveal trailer and as i found out when i was doing my walking dead season 2 review mm-hmm. it turns out that the writers behind walking dead season 1 who are responsible for why everyone loved walking dead season 1 so much And ended up leaving Telltale to make Firewatch instead. And that's kind of why there may be a significant change in quality when going from Walking Dead season one to season two is because like some fairly important people on the team split off from from big games to make a little a little game of their own.
2: I was actually really interested in Firewatch, and now that you mentioned that, that makes me a little more yeah, excited. Yeah. I
1: know, right? Like, I was not interested in Firewatch until I read that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy, another first-person adventure." Oh wait, it's made by the Walking Dead people. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's. If anything, it
2: seems unique. I like the idea of, like, solving a sort of mystery. I like the setting and with with the notable writers of The Walking Dead Season 1 as a yeah, part yeah. of it. That
1: just makes it... There, there were two. You know? No, there were more than two. But there was one who um kept going back and forth every other episode. Like, it was a revelatory moment when I actually looked at the credits of The Walking Dead Season 1 and two, Um, When I compared the credits between the two. Because the Season uh-huh. 1 had, like, consistent direction i feel there was Uh a consistent writer who came back every other episode whereas in season two there were two writers who like were just kind of scattered between the five episodes in a really inconsistent fashion which i feel might have uh might have diminished a a sense of coherency and direction across the entire season
2: Hmm. yeah Hmm. i don't know
1: no well i'm sure i'm sure it's, it's (laughs) that's really, It'll <laughs> be just really fine. interesting.
3: We, yeah, we, we, I, we could uh,
1: always use more good games in the world, right? Right. Mm, definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, Jade Raymond's gonna gonna keep making games. I hope. And uh, <laughs> and and Walking Dead writers, whether or not they stay with Telltale, will keep making games. I hope.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh, something wonderful about the position this industry's in right now. I feel. Is that yeah. like you can. Yeah. You don't have to be a Ubisoft. And, and, and you to know, working games.
1: seven years on the biggest of the big Ubisoft games, you probably learn yeah. a lot. About uh everything from like just good game design to like managing projects of that size. Well, good game design. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, well, <laughs> if if you could give the Ubisoft um style of sandbox game design credit for anything it is at least like <laughs> uh, knowing how to process gameplay into yeah. a um, a mm-hmm. a kind of flexible mechanical cycle of, yeah, I, I uh, mean, of activities
2: like, Main that was mainly a joke Like there are some I know, really, I know.
1: really cool uh, Ubisoft games that are well designed but, but for some reason it works because they sell a lot of those big high budgeted highly marketed which is probably the real kicker sandbox games
2: yeah, I mean when your game gets called The Skyrim of Guns. I mean, no, no, Skyrim with guns. So with guns. With guns. Yeah, yeah. Me. Oh, that excuse that guy me. had to
1: eat his words too and he did it beautifully. <laughs> Anyways, oh, um god, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think we are finally at the bottom of the docket. I can't believe it.
2: Oh, yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah.
1: We made it oh. through all the uh, all the significant yeah. Uh, Events I of the barely week, kind helped. of. Yeah, <laughs> buttons. Yeah, no buttons, buttons. Buttons were like the news of the hour just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot topic. Anyways, um, anyway. <laughs> I think if uh do you guys have anything cool coming out in your pipeline soon for YouTube? Uh,
2: I have something semi soon. It's mm-hmm. a level head episode, and I'm collaborating with a person. And so Ooh. Uh, I, I'm not sure when that will come oh. out, but I'm hoping before the end of October that will come out.
1: Okay. So and and, an and you did say it was a level head? Yes, it is a level head episode. Oh, it's I a always, certain fantastic game it. that came out just recently. Mm, I always love awesome. me a good level head, and the more oh, fantastic you. the game, the better they get. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about
2: you, uh, uh What about you, Lee?
0: Uh, well, since between this time, like this podcast mm-hmm. and the previous one I was on, I uh, I was fortunate enough and I, I joined the Game Theory team. Oh, wow. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, you were actually officially. editing for them a little while back, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, that that was like, that video mm-hmm. was my like audition. Oh. <laughs> and like. <laughs> awesome. Well, they well, congratulations. Yeah. They, uh, they, yeah, they're, so, they're a big
1: deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, it's insane. So that's a thing uh, on my channel. Um, I'm doing a bit of rebranding right now, mm-hmm. but I have like four videos close-ish to completion oh my gosh i wish i had four videos close-ish for for various reasons like things got interrupted it's why i haven't had like a big video for like five
1: months yeah i wish i could uh, do that though like i'm so tired of just squeezing everything out last minute every week (laughs) yeah i know so uh
0: so for right now uh that's my channel is going to be a little quiet Mm-hmm. Uh I ha- I have a good reason. I have a job now with oh. the thing. And those those um, Yeah, that's with, important with to channel. keep
1: priorities too. Yeah. The the fans are um, going to hate hearing it, but the job has yeah. to come first, you guys. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a job making other YouTube videos, but like so, um, so if, those fans
1: it. probably like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, like it, it it'll be quiet for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of great stuff coming
1: out. Awesome. Hopefully by cool. the end of this year. So excited. Cool.
2: Excited. Excited to see it.
1: But Thank anyways, you. in the meantime, for you, our humble listeners, uh, please make posts and threads of your own. We did a Q and A thread last week. It was super duper fun. Actually, uh-huh. I really, I really liked how that, um, how that podcast went. And like this week was so news heavy, especially with the, uh, the smash um nintendo direct that we we started us off with that we didn't really have time for the community segment
3: yeah, but next we'll, week we'll get we to- will <laughs> yeah
1: no because there's still cool stuff happening that i want to catch up on oh i found out who matt cd42 is and now we play um we play fighting <laughs> games together um but anyways <laughs> yeah sorry that's a whole nother tangent but uh but yeah like keep keep it up guys we really appreciate it and we're gonna catch up with it next week we promise
2: yeah, and if you if you have any anybody that you're like a big fan of any YouTubers or notable games people out there that you really like that you maybe have a, some sort of connection with, and if you want to tell them, hey, mm-hmm. I would like to see you on the TOVG mm-hmm. podcast. I'm sure we can make that uh, happen.
0: I, I think you should get booze and wash up on on here, <laughs> like, like
2: have him serenade us. What is he like? Yeah,
0: dude, <sighs> uh, he's super chill. He's
2: the nicest guy. I met him at SGC. That guy's so cool.
0: Yeah, he and I are. Uh, Working on a thing Ooh. With various other people <laughs> Yeah he He's so cool He's, he's And uh good. I know he'd love to be on So I'm plugging him here now Alright Cool Alright well, All right, well, well then. Uh, That's my
1: That's my answer for you Let us <laughs> we, Oh sorry We shall look into it <laughs> We shall <laughs> We shall We shall But uh Until then yeah. Have a good week everyone Remember to rate us five stars On iTunes And uh mm. We'll catch you next week
2: Bye everybody Bye Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye
3: Bye
0: Nowhere again, Otakon screamed, Jake Snake, behind you! Again! And Jake Snake turned around and there was ten bad guys there.